0: Hello, how you doing, and everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's League of Ireland analysis. And uh, this week we're going to be going through, as always, this last weekend's results, and we're looking forward to this weekend's fixtures. And to take us through it all, we have Luke McDrawhead of United's uh, social media department. Hello, um, Luke, how are you? Are you well? How are you, Aidan? How are things? Not too bad. No, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, a lot, a lot of um, interesting events, shall we say, has happened over the, <laughs> over the last week, football wise. But I suppose we'll start off uh, this podcast by uh, going, in, starting with the first, first division. And uh, you know, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, I suppose you could say the season is uh, gathering pace now at this stage with regards to uh, games. And I think you know, kind of form is starting to show a bit with some teams, aren't they?
1: Yeah, without a doubt, you know. Uh, look, you nailed it on the head there. To be honest, look, it's been a mad week for football. Look, we've had a jam-packed week between all this talk about Super League, which I know we will discuss later on in the show, um, and also, you know, it's been a it's been a great week with for the League of Ireland, with you know midweek fixtures in the Premier Division and first division fixtures, and also the games from last weekend in the Premier Division as well. So it's been a jam-packed week, so in plenty of games, loads of goals, and. It's been a great week uh, for football. A um, lot of last-minute dramas as well. So it, it's been a really interesting week. And um, I'm going to go through the, the first division and start it off uh, from last, uh, the results from last Friday. And then I'll also speak a bit about the, the games uh, this weekend. Um, Bray had a, a disappointing 2-1 loss to Athlone. Mm-hmm. Athlone have had a, a wonderful start, to be honest. They, they've been unbelievable. They're getting goals. Their squad looks really good. Um, oh, I think that they've put themselves in a really good position. Um, in the first, in the first four games, so like fair play to them on that. You know, it's been a great, great start for them. But look, it's only a start, and look, they have to keep backing that up. But fair play to them. Bray will be disappointed with the start they've had to the season. They haven't picked up a. They're yet to pick up a win. Uh, sitting seventh in the table. Um, after four games, look, they'll be disappointed with that. But still, early days. Yeah. Um. Cork had a disappointing three-one loss to Sheld. Um Look, we speak about a lot about Cork on the podcast, and you know, and the high expectations have to be at, uh, around Cork City, but you know, they fell to a three-one loss at home to Shelburne um, and a red card as well. So they'll be absolutely disappointed with that. Uh, Galway, um, you know, continued their poor start with a one-all draw with Treaty United, who I think Treaty have had a fantastic start to the season um, and are un- un- undefeated so far. So. Um, look, you know they'll be delighted with that, and uh, it's been it's been a very very good start for treaty. Um, and who who knows what they can do this season? Cove Ramblers picked up a, a well deserved two one win over Wexford, um, and UCD also picked up a, a dominant four one win, um, against Cabin TV. So that's been a that was a, a great week for the for football. Loads of goals, um, teams. You can see what sort of teams are standing out so far, and then looking ahead now for this weekend's games, um, in the first division. We have Treaty United United um, against Cork City um, in, in Marketsfield. We also have Galway against UCD in Eamon DC Park. Um, Athlone Town and Wexford Youths in the Athlone Town, in, in, up in Athlone. Cabin Teeley, Shelburne and Cove Ramblers and Bray. So yeah, it's been a great week for the First Division and uh, I'm sure um, it's going to be another great week and I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing, it, um, discussing more about the First Division next weekend, you know.
0: That's it, and we move on to the Premier Division, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of been, um, you know, since the start of the season. There's some very been very, uh, I suppose, surprise results, um, you know, in, in games so far, and you know, I'd say this week or last weekend was no exception.
1: Yeah, um, we were obviously lucky to have the midweek fixtures as well during the week. Just got uh, during the week, um, which I'll also speak a bit about. But from last weekend, uh. We kicked it off uh, in the RSC. Waterford played Bohemians, and Bohemians came out 1-0. Uh, winners in that game through a Rob Cornwall header, um, which was a, it was a great goal and a, a great performance from Bowes. Uh, the game wasn't great, didn't create many chances. but Either team did, but uh, Waterford will be disappointed with their start to the season. Um, and then the game, which was on RTE, um, draw the United against Derry City um, in, Ryan McBride, in the Ryan McBride Stadium, which finished out in a one-all draw. Um, I think uh, both teams had chances, but I think uh, draw they will probably feel uh, the most un- unlucky by that game. They, they probably could have went on and got three points out of that, and it would have been a great three points. But look, a, p- a point away to Derry is always a really good point, uh, no matter what's happening in, in either team's season. Uh, Dundalk and St Pat's um, in the Saturday in the to kick off the Saturday games was a one all draw, uh, a very eventful game. Uh, Pat's took the lead through a Sambone header, which uh, was then. Uh, not long well the 85th minute then uh, junior uh, new and junior cut out um, stopped St. Pats from getting a, a, a 3 points and a, a big 3 points but uh, ended up uh, snatching a draw at the death for Dundalk so that was a, a good result for Dundalk who had a, a very poor start to the season and a lot of ongoing going on at Dundalk at the moment between uh, managers leaving the club you know Filippo left and, and Giuseppe Rossi and Shane Keegan so they're in the middle of looking for a manager and uh, also, then uh, in Tallah Stadium, was Shamrock Rovers and Longford Town. Uh, Longford Town took the took the took the lead early on through a Dylan Grimes penalty. Um, so it was one 0 after six minutes. Uh, then Graham Burke managed to uh, pull one back in the fifty-fourth minute through a penalty. Um, and then in the ninety-third minute, Sean Gannon, um, ex Dundalk player, um, uh, scored right at the death and um, to to grab a, a big three points for. For the hoops. And then Sligo Rovers and Harps was the last game of the the you know the, the Saturday games. And they finished in a Sligo Rovers won harps nil. Uh Sligo have had a really good start to the season. Um so fair play to them on that. Finharps as well have had a really good start, but um you know it was a big win for Sligo um on Saturday. So yeah, um and then the midweek games we were obviously lucky to as I mentioned, we were we were so lucky to have these midweek games, and I'm sure there's more midweek games to come over the next few weeks. And you know, all these all these games and short schedule, you know, you are have seen teams use and using different uh, setups and and bringing in younger players, getting shots, and uh, also um you know it, it's new setups for teams. So, um, I think um, Sligo Rovers picked up a three one win um, against Bohemians, which was probably the standout game uh, and a standout win for Sligo. Uh, unbelievable performance by Sligo who absolutely um, you know I had a had few chances but Sligo took their chances really well and scored some great goals and it was a great 3-1 win for them and That's then in, sorry
0: yeah I suppose really with, with, with this Bohemians team it's been a contrast really hasn't it like when, when you compared their form last season to this season and I suppose well look players coming and going can have an effect on that can have an effect on performances as well but uh, you know that so far, and I know it's only early in the season. It's kind of they they don't seem to be the they don't seem to have the same kind of shall we say power or whatever. You know, they they don't seem to be as dominant in games or what you know getting the results that you'd expect from Bulls. And no. also with Dundalk as well. Like I mean, that would have been considering the way Dundalk have started. It's it's a good point. But I suppose really looking at Dundalk. You know, I suppose the fact. When you can look at Filippo, he, a nice guy, good manager, and all that, and the one the one kind of thing that that does it will will do him out of jobs at at semi professional or professional level is that he doesn't have his coaching badges like his pro license. I mean, that's the only thing that would do him out do him out of it because you know last season he got them to the he got them to the FAI Cup final and won it and you know different things like that. But uh, you see, there is that. You know that little thing of the pro license that brings that extra bit of um, experience that, that that maybe you know would help the team as well. Instead of you know be the manager without a pro license, it kind of doesn't make sense. So it's kind of strange how he got the job considering that, isn't
1: it? Yeah, look. To be honest, I think those is as, as an appointment. I think we spoke about, and I don't think it was a great appointment at that time. Mm-hmm. It was great for short term. They got to the Europa League. They got. Won the FAI Cup, but you know, start of a season for Dundalks. Um, for Dundalks, like looking here at the table, for Dundalks, uh, standards six games without a win, um, three losses as well, and that, and three draws, three points from six games. Not good enough for, for Dundalk, you know. Um, they'll be really, really disappointed with that. So, look, you know, a lot of gone goings going on there at Dundalk, but uh, they're in the middle, of, they're in, in, still in the middle of the season, uh, early on as well, and they're in the hunt for manager. They'll hope that's not going to distract what goes on in the field but look to be honest so far it has and and uh, they'll want to stop that now and um, heading into this you know it's six games in uh, that they, they've got to start picking up points um, and and so I start suppose, picking up um,
0: who, who would you who would you see as the possible candidates for for, for the position because I mean you know that whoever comes in that they, they'd want to um get the ground running really because they need to start getting results. No. They need to start getting wins. I mean, look, was a kind of uh, putting a line underneath the the previous at uh, the bad start, but uh, you know they need to start picking up points if they're to go up the table.
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, um, I agree. Like, I think you know you want to start picking up points as early as possible in in a season. But when you're not doing it, it it's worrying. Uh, so so early on, like, and the, the teams that they they come up against and and the games they've played and. You know, losing a home to Finn Harps, and it's just, you know, not good enough for them. And um, it's just, you know, like, I was just shocked by that result by itself. And um, look, they've had difficult games against Bowes, Pats, and Shamrock Rovers, and Sligo all in that time as well. But look, they need to start picking up results. Their next few games, next three games here, they, they'll think that they can get a few points out of. Um, but they won't be easy games, no easy game at all in, in, in this season, in this league. So look, and um, they'll want to start picking up points as early on, but uh, as soon as possible. But it's not going to be an easy one at all. They've got some big games coming up, but and um, look, they look forward to, to that and um, and start picking up results because I'm sure there's a there's a low and a low sense of confidence in the team. And um, but look, you know what I mean. You, you can't let that distract you. You have to go out and do the business week in week out. And they That's haven't it. been doing that so far.
0: Yeah, cause what what makes it interesting is like who's going to be appointed? Because I think maybe a new appointment would freshen up the squad and maybe give give it new impetus. And the, because I suppose you know when a new manager comes in, the players know that they have to prove themselves mm-hmm. if they want to stay. In and that with that in mind, then players know that they have to perform on the field in league games. So maybe this could be a blessing in disguise for Dundalk. I mean, yeah, I know it's six games, hey, or you know a couple of games in, but. Uh, maybe this is the reaction, maybe this is something that they needed to, to kind of get get them, I suppose, not, not in a crude way, but to kind of cop themselves on or whatever, you know, that they, they can say, right, we need to start performing for the new manager. And as a result of that, then we, you know, if, if we put in the performances, we will also climb the table. So who do you think will be the main candidates for the job?
1: Um, oh, it's, it's a difficult one to, to say. <laughs> Um, you never you wouldn't really know what they'll do. they could bring in from a different country they could go you know local they could go anyway you know they they've pulled out some surprises with, with a few recent appointments well like, not recent appointments but but with the Filippo one so look they they're gonna have to take a different approach than what they've done last time they'll know that but and um, they they've a big they've a lot to worry about on the pitch as well and um, and instead of off the pitch because you know they haven't picked up a win yet and you know loud derby for them at the weekend way to home to draw the united they they they'll have to you know they'll want to start putting in performances um as soon as yeah. possible as i've said but look they won't be know, they won't be too worried about that at the moment they'll just be focusing on on the pitch and and uh, and, and getting results but you know that they're not they don't have it they don't have a, an easy task ahead um on saturday look draw had a really really good start um very unlucky Tuesday night against um, shamrock rovers uh, really, really good performance by the lads, and uh, they were they were fantastic. Everyone to a man was really good. Um, just Shamrock Rovers scoring in the ninety fifth minute was an absolute, it's a kick. You know what I mean? It's it's a real kick in the teeth and it's a, it's a it's a disappointment. But you know the goal, it's disappointing to concede so late on after playing so well in the game and against such a difficult team because you take a point against Shamrock Rovers and you nearly feel like that's a win. But for them to score in the ninety fifth minute, but to be honest, you know, draw have have been competing really well, so that's a. Really, really good to see as well, and and the two games that they've lost, if both came in the ninetieth minute against Pat's and and uh, and Shamrock Rovers, who are both sitting first and third in the table. So, um, Drotto will be happy so far, you know.
0: That's it, and I suppose uh, looking ahead then to the uh, the games this weekend, and there's some interesting fixtures as always.
1: Yeah, some interesting fixtures is, is right two derbies as well. So you know, plenty of entertainment coming up at the weekend. Uh, kick it off tomorrow, at quarter to eight. We have Finn Harps home to St Patrick's Athletic who have had a really really good start to the season um, undefeated and um, 14 points on the board unbelievable start for them so they'll be delighted with that but you know you have to sort of continue that on and if you want to be up there this season and then the game on RTE is the Dublin Derby Shamrock Rovers, Bohemians what a game you know always a, yeah. a, a it's just without the crowd, it's difficult, but, you know, it's, it's just a game, that's all that's missing is, is crowds, I'm sure it would have been packed out, uh, it would have been a packed out Tallah Stadium tomorrow evening, but, um, look, you know, times we're living in and that, but, it's uh, still a great game, and, 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 you know, a real advertisement for the league, which is going to be on the, on the RTE now, on um, tomorrow, uh, quarter day, and then Saturday kicks, uh, the first game, well, Saturday, Warford host Longford Town in the RSC, Warford, uh, one, one win and six, um. You know that they'll be really, really disappointed with that and with their start to the season. Um, but you know they've got an opportunity now against newly promoted team Longford to to get three points. But um, seeing a lot of things coming out about their managers and and things going on at their club as well. So look, you'd be interested to see um how they do. And then also Sligo Rovers are facing Derry City, who Derry have parted ways with um their manager Declan Devine uh, today. Um you know decky's had a a disappointing start they've they are sitting bottom of the table with uh, only two points after six games another disappointing start for them but look you know that they've got an opportunity now you know that they, they don't have they're, they're trying to prove themselves they've got the talks of who's going to be their next manager and all that but and um, they'll be just worried about getting the business done on on uh, on, on saturday and then also then the low derby um again i can't wait for it. Dundalk against draw united um draw as i mentioned have had a really good start and dundalk have not great but you know they, 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 they can think that they can you know start grabbing points now so it uh, won't be an easy game at all for both sides so uh, that'll be a, a great game to watch at six o'clock on the watch LOI on Saturday
0: That's it and uh, you know so, so, so there's uh, plenty, plenty of action for people to watch between uh, between RTE showing games and also uh, the LOI streaming service as well there's there's plenty of uh, action for for. Uh, League of Ireland fans to watch, you know, to watch their teams and all that exciting match. We just said there at the start of the podcast that it was um, a very topical issue of European and, you know, it was always going to be um it was also it was always gonna be a hot potato and I think really from from looking at the situation, I think you know the owner. Was the only thing that was driving this. And I, I think, you know, I think it's very unfair from the way it comes across. It's made the decision without even contacting, the, with having to work. You know, the, the food. We're going to make a load of money and all this, that, and the other. And next thing, you know, we saw it on Monday before the before the game against Leeds, you know, he said it in 2019, Jurgen Klopp, I don't want nothing to do with it, it's not not a thing I'd like to see happening, and this, that and the other, and he backed it up, again, on Saturday, but he he was asked, before the game, or, he was asked before the game on Monday, and after the game on Monday, and he just, did not want it, and then, that was backed up by James Milner as well, and then, then Jordan Henderson, as the cl- club captain, came out and said it in the strongest possible terms. Well, like you, you know, this it, it, it was like a dead duck in the water, really. It was, uh, you know, and I, I was saying it to Martin Dunn, um, he presents the programme with me on Wednesday nights, and I said to him, well, if players don't want it, I say what would have happened if, if they really persisted with going ahead would have been the players would have went on strike because that's... Uh, you know you've seen the the condemnation managers and fans and and players had for it. so i th- i think the players would have went ahead with it especially when you consider that there was um you know that, that they just didn't they didn't want it and that that was it so uh you know it's um people, people power i'd say the players would have went on strike would they
1: um i'd say they would have to be honest with you, yeah. um, look. To be honest, it, it was it's been a whirlwind last few days in football, and and um, it's been ups and downs, and it's just been a madness to be honest. And you seen the protests outside Stamford Bridge as well on um, on Tuesday night, which was just unbelievable to see because fans, you know, fair play to them, all come out and they're in their numbers and 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 and, and wanted this to be finished. And you know, it was only literally two days. This thing lasts for, and um, all this talk. It's just, it was, it was just pure and utter greed by everybody and basically the owners who just should be ashamed of themselves. These clubs that should be ashamed of themselves for, for even going with that. Um, look, you know, I know times are difficult with money and all, but the fans, you know, it was never going to, it was never, ever going to take flight. And look, to be honest, it did kind of, but then, you know, fans, all down to the power of fans, it, it, they really show. I honestly think the fans have more power in these, in these clubs than, than, the, than the, the people at the top um, with all this power they say. But to be honest, let's be real here, I, I think the fans have just as much power even more, you know? And I think that's proven over the last few days. And, you know, the fans didn't want this and it's been, it's been, it's been cut short. So, look, it's great that has been cut short now, but, but uh, still a lot of questions been asked and, and about these clubs and they should be still should be ashamed of themselves and all these owners. They don't know nothing about football. I honestly think the ones that these Americans they don't look like, in all this, in, in no disrespect to the owners, they just they didn't have an idea what was happening um with this football. They don't know, they don't know the they probably have never been to these sort of games where these fans are just so passionate about their team and you know, it, they just they just, you know, took money in front of the in front of the fans, sort of um in sort of fans in what they thought of it. But that's why, you know, we have this League of Ireland at our doorstep and we have all these Fan-owned clubs who uh, really do a, a fantastic job that goes unnoticed, and I think that's why we have the greatest league in the world, as they say. And it's a, it's a, it's a league that's keep growing. But um I think we've proven it again. But this you, this Super League has just been a, it's been a madness. But um, I'm glad that it's been cut short because it just would have, it would have ruined the uh, the football in England and all that. And uh, I just don't think uh, the fans. I think the fans have have shown how powerful they can be. You know.
0: That's it and I think there was another thing really as well from a player's point of view you know there was a lot of things said as well that you know any players that play in this tournament they won't be uh, they won't be able to play for their countries you know so that's uh, you know it it was and especially the thing that stood out to me this week out of everything was we we all know the the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool I'm a Liverpool fan but uh, yeah, you, you know, like Gary Gary Neville when he was a player, we all know how much he hated. Uh, well, yeah, hated the 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 club or whatever, or you know, he showed it. You know, any time he came up, he played against Liverpool and that, and kissing the Man United badge and all that. But it wasn't really, you know, when it comes down to common decency and you genuinely love the game, all that kind of goes out the window, and it's all about the football and you know it was really nice it was nice to see him standing by Klopp and the players and said, listen you know I, I think the owners kind of sell, sold the clubs to the to or sold the players and the manager to the wolves because thrown them to the wolves because i mean the owners made the decision and it was the manager and the players then that ended up having to ask the que- answer the questions by the media which i look yeah. i know it's the media's yeah. job they have to ask these questions and things like that but in, in a sense there was an element of that the that the managers managers and players of, of all six teams from the Premier League were thrown to the wolves to an extent, weren't they?
1: Yeah, like they didn't even know about it until it came out, you know. And that just shows yeah. like they have no consideration for the players, for the fans, for the staff within the club, people who are running the club tirelessly. Um it's just, you know. Unbelievable! I couldn't believe when I seen it. To be honest, and and then you've got these managers coming out saying, "Well, we haven't heard this. Is the first we've heard about. We heard about it when the fans heard about it. So that's when you sort of know these owners do not care, and that's it. Yeah. You have the Stan Kroenke from Arsenal. You have the Glazers from Man United. John Henry from Liverpool. Florentino Perez from Real Madrid. Aganelli from Juventus. More to name, and um, that should be all ashamed of themselves. And look, I seen um. Ed Woodward stepping down now as his job and the CEO of United. Um, I think he's he's taken a lot of backlash, and that just shows. Man, United fans ran him out of there, and and that's it. You know, um, it's just been a madness of the last few days. And look, I'm glad that the dust has kind of settled on that, but look, there's still going to be a lot of talk of it. And it's one of these historic moments in football that that you'll talk about for years to come. And it's just, it's just, it's it's not a nice thing to talk about either because it's it, it really put the it really put the game in jeopardy. Um, for for. And then I, could, I only felt, look, to be honest, um, myself, like, it's not going to affect me an awful lot. But just for, you, you think of if this happened here and if this happened, you'd just be, you'd be sick, to be honest, you know. And yeah. look, I'm an, I'm an Arsenal fan and I, I was kind of just like, look, I, I know I said that it didn't really affect me that much. But you, you see this and you're like, you think of all these moments that happened in, in World Cups and European Championships and champions leagues that you're watching and you watch these players and you look up to these sort of players and you're like and you're not going to be like there's talks of that even not even happening anymore and it's just that was a madness to be honest and, and just all these stories coming out and look to be honest I'm glad the dust has settled on that and like the business end of the Premier League season is coming now so look I'm sure these teams are looking forward to that but um, again I'll go back to my point about the League of Ireland we have a wonderful league at our doorstep and I, and I advise as many people as I can when it's safe to do so to get out there and support your local club because um, these are fan owned clubs by, by people who have just passions in the club. And um, you can see that from, from, from even like, I can see it as well myself. And um, you just see the passion of people who work with these clubs and they just love this club. They love their club. So um, get out there, anyone local, get out and support your local club because it's a, uh, it's fantastic.
0: That's it. And I mean like you're you're a Drahida United fan and you're actually working for the you're actually involved in the club that you love. And that that's that must be a thing. That you're involved in the club that you love and you're you're doing kind of media work with them and you get to go to all the games and you know it it's it's very good. It's lovely when, when you have that, when you when you love the club and you're working you're involved with the players, you see the players, you, you can actually you can actually see the real workings of the club. The underage mm-hmm. players, the academy, me. The coaches, you know, and and then you know you get to travel with the team, you know, covering games and things like that, and uh, you know it, it it's great, isn't it? And that's something where you know, yeah, they have world class players and all that in uh, in the in the Premier League. But what what these what clubs in uh, the League of Ireland have, you can't buy that like i mean in the premier league you can buy players you can buy buy this you can buy that you can do that but there isn't that togetherness well there is that togetherness and that was shown um you know by fan power but you know the family feel i suppose that you get in um in, in the league of ireland you can you, you can't buy that
1: that's it you know look to be honest i'm, I'm in a very privileged to be working with Roddy united the club that i've grown up and support and watch week in week out and you see all these sort of things and, and, and you know, you can feel it, you know, you can see what goes on with these clubs and and it's great to be honest because it, it's great that you, you have this involvement and you can, you, you sort of just, you know all about the club and you know what it's about and it's just fantastic. I'm in a great privileged position and I'm sure there's many people like myself in, in a privileged position who will say this, it will, it will echo what I'm saying, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a special league. Uh, you've got special clubs. I'm lucky to be working with a special club um and it's a club that you know means a lot to me and, and and the passion and the work that I do with the club the media it's a it's another passion of mine and it's something that I I I I I enjoy so uh look you know we have this at our doorstep these sort of teams and and I can tell you now it's uh, it's definitely work getting out you know I watch even all the other teams and and you can see that the the this quality as well in the league that you can't buy um as you yeah. said so look. You know the stuff in this league that you can't buy, and that's like togetherness in, in all clubs in across the league. You know there is a togetherness, and uh, it, it's it is like a family. The League of Ireland, you know.
0: That's it. Well, listen. Thanks very much, Luke, for doing uh, League of Ireland analysis with us this week, and we look forward to looking back at the results next week and looking forward to the following week's uh, fixtures. So we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Thanks very much, Ed No problem, thanks very much. And that was Luke McQuillan, our League of Ireland analyst.